that song reminds me of, of way back, man. Yeah, way back when to when. Just we gotta uh, get a little more in depth with this. A minute ago, dude. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So like a minute ago, as in like just back when it was, you know, or like earlier. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you ain't making no damn sense, bro. You don't know what you're talking about already. I'm about to get into the show. I'm gonna have a lot of fun doing it though. My name's Josh. I'm Jaren. Uh, we're the audiophiles. Yeah, if you didn't know, I'm pretty sure you already knew that though, because you clicked on the link and you know. Oh, the audio files. So, but yeah. you know, Josh just wanted to make sure you guys knew who we were. So, um, so I'm. I don't know about you, Jaren. I'm enjoying this weekly, uh, this weekly broadcast. I f- feels good to like get to just be talking, you know, out my ass for as much time as possible. Personally, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot more now because you know we're. I'm doing it from the comfort of my my bedroom. Um, before it was enjoyable, but it was a little more of a, a job because, you know, we had to go to the studio and I had a clear time, but now it's kind of like, you know, I got my laptop here. I got my phone. I can just do it whenever. Right. Yeah. It's a lot more comfortable. Obviously it's still quarantine. And if you can't tell by the audio, we're not in our regular environment. Jaron is in the comfort of his own home. I'm in my studio. Um, yeah, so for, forgive chilling. us for the, uh, forgive us for the audio quality for these, for these yeah. few episodes. But, uh, you know, we'll still have some pretty cool shit to say. So, so what uh, have you been listening to, Jaren, first of all? Ooh, lately, um, i kind of been getting into a lot of uh, Robert Glasper. I, I, I got into him maybe like in 2012 when his first uh, Black Radio album came out. Oh, my God. And like that was definitely one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, you know, kind of never really, you know, I would hear stuff here and there by him, but never really followed with him. Like, you know, like every album, but, you know, the last couple of days or so last week, I've really been like, actually searching him out and trying to listen to everything he's put out and yeah, he, he's dope man um i love the way he's he's definitely like old school jazz but there's a lot of like hip-hop in there as well with some you know newer r&b influences as well so yeah well there's no he's there's no doubt in my mind he's one of the more influential neo-soul people of the modern of like the t- post 2010 like top yeah, three I'm- easily who else? Uh, just that's probably not where we're going. But who else would you put in that top three category? From modern neo soul, I uh, definitely Robert Glasper, Erica immediately, and um, I'm leaving out like people like Amy because I'm just talking about the modern era. But let's let's go Robert Glasper, Erica, and uh, and uh, mm, Hiatus Coyote. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Well, one thing I don't really consider Erica like a modern. You know what I mean? It's like she's kind of already like a legend. You know. I guess so. Maybe, so, yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm talking too. Maybe I'm need to be more current than that. But I don't know who to replace Erica with, man. I would say Glasper. Um, uh, definitely uh, the internet. And then uh, there's a lot of names out there, but I don't know, you know, who to pick from. Um, Humor me with hiatus, Coyote, man. Let's 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 nah, reach a consensus. Nah, I don't. Ever I, I since don't that record so. in 2016, Neo Soul became like mainline listening stuff for people that never listened to it before. So that, white people, basically. All right. Well, if you're going to say it like that, you know what I mean? I never, I wasn't even hip to like that style of me. And they're pretty experimental, but just in general. That, yeah, white people. Okay. Man, sorry, Jaren. <laughs> let's, well, let's call it what it is. Whatever you say, man. Your words, not mine. Hey, you know, just having a little fun. So today but, uh, we're uh, we're not talking about neo soul. It might be uh, for another episode. 
for the time being, I'd like to talk about uh, producers a little bit. Um, this, one of the things that's been happening a lot during this quarantine time is people have been finding like creative ways to show us their music. And we've been seeing like beat battles all live, which is pretty interesting. I mean, I had never even heard of it before quarantine, to be honest, on like on Instagram, you know? Yeah. Uh, one thing I just want to say, uh, man, I love the way you just intro that. I love the way you, it was almost like you came up with that idea today. Um, <laughs> and not me. Uh, that, that was awesome, Josh. Like, wow. My man, Jack, my idea and just... <laughs> oh my god show. no i won't even lie that Jaren, was great that was awesome jaron produced that idea and i just like spat on it you know um damn but i ghost no. i ghost produced that i ghost wrote that <laughs> we use teamwork <laughs> on the audio files it's a team effort okay hey but you you flamed it though so you know props <laughs> <laughs> but um as my man josh was saying yo we've been seeing a lot of these like producer like Instagram live battles. And I know everybody probably saw the baby face and Teddy Riley, which, which was like comedy just to, to begin with. It was pretty good. Like I didn't get to see all of it because my, I was at work. My connection was like messing up. It like broke the internet. But what I did see was like pretty awesome. Um, like I, I think I touched on it a little bit last week, but how, you know, it just showed how different age groups do different things. Like they couldn't even get like their shit on their phone to work. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. And then we had like um, we had like Manny Fresh and Scott Storch and some other ones. Um, so I asked a question on my Instagram today to, to a lot of my followers, like, who else would you guys want to see uh, battle on Instagram? And I had like some crazy responses. Um, Josh uh, himself actually weighed in. Um, That's right. <laughs> and uh, what go. Let us know what she said, Josh. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in Tyler and just about anyone. You know, there's there's a certain type of producer. Some of my favorite producers in the world are not. I'm gonna back my response up, Jaron. Here, uh, a lot of my favorite producers are are not like flashy beat makers. You know, like mm-hmm. you could sit down and watch Madlib like make a beat in like 20 minutes, and it would be dope. It would be like the coolest, you know, Madlib sounding beat you've ever heard. But with people like there's like Tyler and other people that are more like songwriting oriented creatives, but mm-hmm. I don't know, I'd still be down to see because he's such a he's such a wacky person. I'd be down to see him beat battle someone. Screw it. That's one thing. Like okay, so one thing I, I kind of wanted to get into as well. So we've already seen like the producers battle kind of like just hit for hit. One thing I definitely want to do is I want to see it like expand to like other ways of like showing off your music you know like we already know the songs but it would be cool if the producers were going and actually make a beat you know right there and whoever comes up with the best beat in like 30 minutes like that would be dope like i would love to see something like that or like you know you said songwriters i'd love to see who can come up with you know we already have a pre-made track who can come up with the best song in 30 minutes to to this you know what i mean like i feel like that's you know we already know all the songs hit for hit. So it's not really that much of a battle, but actually just showcasing the talent like right there would be awesome to me. Have you ever seen uh, Kenny Beats The Lab? It's like a show on YouTube. I've heard of it. I think I might have seen one or two of them, but it's not something I actually like, follow too much. Yeah, I might plug this because it's kind of interesting for producers. Kenny Beats is this, he's, um, I don't know, one of the most promising hip hop producers of our generation 
He's made an insane amount of stuff and he's really good. But anyway, he has this show where he just brings random artists on and they kind of like goof off in the studio and they make a track in just a couple of minutes and he just produces it on the spot and then they go in and just record oh, the wow. verse. A lot of them are really like goofy, like Thundercats and Thundercat went and Zach Fox went on and he made like a hilarious song. But yeah, I would, I would go, if you're into like watching a producer do their thing, I would check out the lab or the lair, yeah. whatever it's called, the dungeon, something, Kenny Beats, you'll find it. Yeah, that's one thing I really enjoy watching, like from a, a production standpoint of seeing how do you, you know, you start your, your song, what do you, you start with the drums first, you start with some bass or some keys, you know, and then as far as writing a song, how do you, what do you write to, you know what I mean? So I would love to see like that kind of process. And in like a battle form, because it makes it a lot more like, you know, hard to do if you got yeah, like a time you see thing that, going. You, you really see like the, the, the skill, like improvisational skill of people when you put them on the spot, like especially with an audience. I want to make this right. I want to get, first of all, I want to get into the, some of what the responses were on your Instagram story, Jaren. But um, it's called The Cave. The Lair is Dave Pensato. The lab is just the lab. It's the cave. Kenny Beats in the cave. So go check out the cave on YouTube. Plug. Shout out to the Kenny cave. Beats. The cave, yeah. Lair is Dave. Like it's going to be some fire, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check, check that out. Check out Vince Staples one. It's good. Um, so getting into a few of the uh, responses I had, like like you said yourself, you said Tyler, but guess anybody. And then what my reply to that was, I love to see Tyler battle himself. Um, like, I feel like he's such like a, off the wall kind of personality like if anybody could do that like battle him themselves in some way it would be tyler like he could he do, might have a blonde wig on or yeah he could do old head. old tyler against new tyler or something like that yeah that'd be good like when when he was doing like goblin and all that kind of shit like against right. like now yeah bring those <laughs> records out bring that sound out so i mean i think that would be crazy entertaining um or he could battle frank ocean or something i don't know uh, but some of the other responses I got was Tory Lanez versus Boozy. Like, you know, Lil Boozy. Those are like not producers, right? Yeah, I know. But I just, you know, I said musically. And, you know, like I said, for me personally, like, yeah, we've been seeing a lot of the producers, but I like to see other kind of battles as well, whether it be like rappers or songwriters, you know what I mean? Like keyboard players. So, I mean, I could, I could see something like that happening. Although I will say this, I think, Tory Lanez, I'm not even a huge Tory Lanez fan, but I think he would kill Lil Boozy. Like, I hate to say it, but Boozy's not really that talented, like, as far as a, a rapper. I mean, Tory Lanez, neither of those guys are, like, real artsy, artistic, music, musicality people. You know what I mean? Not at all. They're, like, kind of industry plants, low-key. <laughs> I don't know about plants, but Tory Lanez, at least, I feel like he can rap. I Like, Boozy is... He's cool because people fuck with him because he talks about like the struggle, which is cool. But like as far as actual talent, it's not really doing it for me personally. Yeah, I don't know about all that. So who's winning that one, Jaren? Uh, like Lanes. I said, to me, Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez definitely. Up, Tory I'm, Lanez. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the same page. Yeah, same page. Good job, Tory. <laughs> Speaking of a battle, man, speak, I got I got to bring this up. I I would be crazy not to. Um, I don't know if you've heard about like the whole French Montana and Young Thug beef. No, somebody told me that French Montana said on record that he could beat Kendrick Lamar in a rap battle. Yeah, and, and he that, said he got more hits than Kendrick Lamar. That's ridiculous. That is someone that is talking way, way outside of reality. They're just they, he's just saying shit when he says that. No question. 
I got to ask you a question, Josh. Like, how many times would you say in the last five years you've been like, oh, let's put that French Montana on? <laughs> how many times have we talked about French Montana? Like, dude, that album changed everything. That album uh, set the bar we, for hip hop. Not even changed anything, but how, how many times would you be like, oh, yeah, that French Montana, that was a good album. How many times have <laughs> we said that? <laughs> Damn, sorry, French Montana. It's not even that he's that bad. It's just that you can't, like, make statements like that at, at your level. I, I mean, he he's pretty bad, but then let's let's flip it over. How many times have we said, "Oh, that Kendrick album changed changed music"? Like, probably way too many to count. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's quite a matchup. I think I can make a call on that one. Honestly, don't know uh, why he felt like he could beat Kendrick in any way, like any way that you can name as far as music goes. I think he's just a, well, he's just a young guy making. St- bombastic statements he's not that young he's older he's like 10 years older than like both of us he's probably like 37 he's probably like 36 37 really i thought he was like one of these young dudes no french montana no, he's not young at all damn okay french montana. <laughs> you're kind of old head in the game yeah you don't have uh more hits than than kendrick lamar if you're listening french montana <laughs> then uh i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend saying stuff like that yeah yeah um <laughs> back to my responses Somebody said uh, Apollonia and Sheila E. Like for my, my prince heads out there. And I just have to say, just straight up, like, what does Apollonia even do, though? I don't even think she she sings or... So, I mean, obviously, Sheila E. will win that battle right there. Yeah, man. I'm <laughs> not enough familiarity with either of those. I'll let, I'll let that be your call, Jaren. Yeah, so Apollonia, I just gotta bring you up to speed. Is the the girl that was in Purple Rain that was like Prince's like muse in the movie, but she uh she like doesn't sing. She had one album that was pretty terrible. Did so, was that her, did that album come out after the Prince movie? They came they came out like all around the same time. It's like a whole big thing, you know. Yeah, okay, all right. Everybody in the movie had an album going, so pretty cool. So what what do you think? Um, who would you like to see battle? Uh, if I'm making a ch- if I'm making a real choice between two actual producers besides Tyler and anyone, um, man, you kind of put me on the spot with that one. Because I, you know, as I was saying, like so many of my favorite producers are like weird, and they have weird processes, and they're not like flashy beat makers. But I would honestly, I think it I would have like to be to just s- producers, though. I would like to see like two really off the wall peculiar creatives like let's say joji and jpeg mafia because neither of those people have conventional methods by any stretch of the imagination you know Mm -hmm. so it'd be interesting to like put one of them on the spot in front of an audience that's like an environment that they've never been used to you know like because a a lot of hip-hop producers make their career like making beats while the rapper is kind of in the studio but definitely yeah, kind of like fine tuning together. Yeah, or just you know what kind of beat do you want type type stuff. Yeah, for sure. But I th- I think it'd be cool to just push somebody way out of their comfort zone like that. I mean, yeah, I've talked Speaking, a lot about JPEG Mafia, but I think he's, I think something cool could happen. Speaking of producers, um, one of the replies I got was um, Pharrell versus Kanye. How do you feel about that one? That's like, as a as producing. Oh my god, that's a huge one. I know, right? It's like two of the <laughs> two of the more talented producers of the past thirty years. 
Yeah, probably that's, top top five, definitely both of them. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, I don't know as far as what my prediction is on who would who's a flashier, more talented, just producer producer. I think it's Pharrell, honestly. I yes, think Josh. Yeah, he's gonna say Kanye. No, because Kanye might be a might be a farther down the spectrum of like artistic genius, or he might be a better songwriter. Yeah. But like beats and records. I mean, there was a time where Pharrell had like what forty. Pharrell and his forty uh, percent of all the music. On yeah, the radio. That, that was the Neptunes. That was Pharrell and Chad Hugo. Their their production duo. Yeah, like forty percent of all music on the radio for like a year in the nineties. That's 90s. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. You go and you you just just go to, go to Wikipedia and look at his Pharrell discography. It's like mind blowing. I mean, we yeah, all know I've done that. we all know <laughs> Kanye's discography. It's like the great Kanye records and some of the records that he's co-produced with other people and produced on. But with Pharrell, it's like this guy has way more than like 10,000 hours put in. Like this guy has like a hundred thousand hours put in. He's got so many songs. It's, it's literally impossible to keep track of. So, and you know, and he's got like this crazy natural groove. He's just, he's able to bring funk to like anything. So definitely, yeah. So I don't know. What about you, though? You're on the same page, right? Oh, definitely, hundred percent on the same page. Even though I feel like, as a producer, Kanye might technically be better. Like I th- feel like he has more tools at his disposal. Um, he knows how to do more, like as far as like sampling and you know how to manipulate certain instruments and make them sound like other things. Like that's he, true. He but do this thing. Well, I will oh, say on on, he, on so many of the new records, like he's had so many production assist you know so many other people like co-producing the music with him like you if you're gonna give him credit for things like like uh beautiful dark twisted fantasy and um jesus and the modern records like there's a lot of producers on those songs you know that was like a he's done a lot of collaborative stuff so true but i mean it's not like we know you know what they're actually doing in the studio so i'm just give kanye you know most of the credit but like I think one of the craziest things Kanye has ever done is like he used to have this way of like taking vocal samples and putting them through something and making them sound like guitar. Um, I don't know if you really know what I'm talking about, but yeah, it's I like do. The that's dopest thing. that's like he started that thing. It kind of became a trend. It's like that Mike Dean sound. It's basically to yeah. not to get too technical, but like you you auto tune a voice and band pass it and put it through like a digital sans amp and. Just to I knew you would know what I was talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, that's that's not the. I mean, I could do that in this. T- <laughs> that's like the Kanye West effect. You just band pass and shove it, compress it, shove it through a, uh, shove it through like a digital distortion. Well, in shit, fact, 10 I think or fifteen years ago was dope. Yeah, well, he started it. That's like the thing. It's like he he made that a thing. Um, yeah. So you got to give him credit for the creativity, to be honest. But I I still think head to head. Um, Pharrell wins just because he makes better music. Kanye can kind of go up the deep end at times, um, which all you know, creative geniuses kind of do. Um, but he, he, you know, he goes up the deep end a little more. So I, I got to get that one to Pharrell. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I just feel like you know, Pharrell has more of a sound that everybody, all ages, can kind of gravitate toward a little more. You know. That's right. He's super. It's super universal. I think it's just that bringing yeah. that that. Um, incredible like natural groove gift that he has to everything you know speaking of uh producers i'll tell you the main battle i want to see okay let's hear it 
You gotta wait till we come back, though. Oh my God, that was an, <laughs> that was amazing. Check that out, everyone. Great tease. Well, I you certainly got me on the edge of my seat, Jared. Be back after this break. <laughs> Josh had to go, you know, uh, run a few errands and things like that. But uh, we're back. <laughs> yeah, I had to run a couple <laughs> errands mid mid podcast. Hey, you know, got to got to take care of your business, man. So but, uh, when we when we left off, we were talking about uh, a few different producer battles and some producer matchups, and who we might think win. And I'm so curious to hear what Jaron, who Jaron wants to see, face off against each other. All right, so this this battle I've been wanting to see in many ways for many years, and it's kind of always to me been like the battle. Um, like these are the two best producers in like hip hop, R and B, uh, pop, whatever you want to call it, like mainstream music. Pharrell, we already talked about him. You ready for the next one? Uh huh. Probably already know how I'm gonna say. I Timbaland. Timbaland, that's right. I could have that would have been one of my guesses. I was gonna be either Timbaland or Dr. Dre for sure. Oh, we'll talk about Dre a little bit later, though. Um, but man, that is that's the battle I want to see, and I honestly don't even know who would win that. Like, I would, I don't even think you could pick a winner after. I, I would just want to watch it to see what comes out of it. You know what I mean? I understand what you're saying. I if I were to pick a winner, I would probably still go with Pharrell. Like, Timbaland is one of the greatest hip hop producers of all time. Ah. But it's, I don't know, the the variety and the chop. I don't think you can beat that of Pharrell. Besides, he's got like what 40 maybe yeah 30 music years of music easily to go off of where he's just been making incredible stuff so yeah i mean for uh timbaland is not too far behind in years um i think you underestimate timbaland a little bit um he's he's pretty varied as well in terms of like you know genre uh he produced the whole album for chris cornell from soundgarden really i didn't know that um, so i yeah, pretty. I like it too. It's you know not at the top of everyone's list, but it's, it's different for both artists. You know, uh, it's a little more in a rock vein for Timbaland, and then you know, being that Chris Cornell is like a rock star, it was more mainstream kind of pop and with touches of hip hop in there as well. So I think you should check it out. You yeah, know, you might well that's that's be a dope. little surprised. I mean, versatility is good. You know, I'm mean, gonna respect that. Just like uh. I don't know if you knew, there's this one, one of the newer Slipknot records. I think it was the third one. Rick Rubin produced that. And I assume that means by produced, it's like the 70s style of producing where he's like mm-hmm. making a lot of the musical calls and like spearheading the mix and things like that. But so that's like that. I would not have thought of that. Like Rick Rubin, to me, working on a Slipknot record feels like a really jarring mashup. But I mean, it's like one of the more revered new metal records of you know see it I mean? doesn't to me like i i kind of already associate rick rubin with some form of rock even though it's within hip-hop like you know the beastie boys and uh some of the stuff he's done excuse me some of the stuff he's done for uh like jay-z is you know kind of a little bit more in that rock vein too so i'm not really that surprised to see him jump fully into like metal you know his some of his sounds is 
are already in that that vein. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, you can hear the influence already. So it's not so it's not super surprising. I get what you I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so I'm I'm not too surprised about that. Um, I I'm, I kind of want to hear what it sounds like. I don't even like Slipknot, but I I want to hear what a full Rick Rubin rock album sounds like without any uh, real hip hop in there. Well, it's pretty. It, I mean, I think a lot of like the sound experimentation and a lot of like the techniques that were only in hip hop for a long time kind of bled in, like doing kind of mm-hmm. experimental things with the vocals and different types of layering, as well as just like various effects. I mean, they're already really weird, Slipknot, but um, yeah, man, I don't know if you're going to like that record. <laughs> I don't know if that's my yeah. rep for this episode. You know, I'm not really too too much in the metal, but I mean, Rick Rubin, so I got to check it out a little bit. Right. But uh, but getting back to uh, Pharrell and Timbaland, um, I really don't know, man. I think that'd be a battle among battles, like hit after hit. You know, and I honestly feel like the, how I said Pharrell, um, well, Kanye is a little more innovative um, technically than Pharrell. I, I feel the same way about Timbaland like Timlin's a little more innovative in terms of like style there's certain things he did especially in the late 90s with like Missy and Aaliyah that really like pushed hip-hop and R&B forward right um whereas Pharrell has as well but I, I would say to a lesser extent Pharrell has more of a distinctive sound than Timlin um but Timlin's done so much within like music that's harder than I I think it's yeah I mean I totally agree I totally agree that Especially, Pharrell does have that distinctive thing. Library-wise, that's like a beat battle that could go on for like hours and hours. Yeah. Just yeah. like decades <laughs> of hits. Just insane yeah. song. And then like all kinds of stuff too. Like there's stuff on Pharrell's records that like not a lot of people have heard that's just super dope. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just got, he's got such a library. So yeah, that, that's a good one, man. I think it's pretty dope that both of them are for, from Virginia too and like went to the same like... um art school as well i have no idea about that that's wild that's like uh yeah, was, did you ever read that poe and uh love lovecraft grew up on like on the same block i did not know that that's kind of weird right it's kind of creepy i mean it's it's kind of dope because you got to think that they're kind of watching the other one out the other out of one eye like okay what is he over here doing you know and kind of pushing each other forward a little bit yeah like if you know that like edgar Allan poe is two doors down you're like really gonna push yeah really gonna definitely push. You're really Definitely. gonna push out some some creepy shit. Hey, okay, just, so here's here's Virginia's, my question. What's oh, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm serious about this question here. What happens oh, when okay. you throw Dr. Dre into that? What happens when you th- uh, in, into that battle? Dr. Dre. Um, okay. So you know, the word super producer is thrown around a lot for all three of these guys. And I mean, they all are super producers, but I would say I don't necessarily people are gonna crucify me for this, but I don't necessarily classify Dre in the same category as like Pharrell and Timbaland. Um and there's a few reasons why. I love Dr. Dre, like, you know me, I'm I'm huge in like G Funk, like the nineties and like I'm I'm definitely like West Coast till I die, but I kind of feel like that's Dr. Dre is a little bit of a one trick pony, you know what I mean? Like I'm it's I'm, all hella bass and like scary keys. I'm more on the same page with you with that as far as like not having as much versatility as the other two. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said for like, if it wasn't for me, like I brought so much to the table that you guys both like use, like he was an influence for those both. So let's say 
let's say like you know Pharrell's playing a record from 2006, and Timberland is playing a record from like a, a Missy Elliott record, and then Dre made albums like decades ago that that wouldn't that made both of those records possible. You know what I mean? So that's my one argument for on the side of Dre is the whole influence thing. Uh, I agree as a to an extent, but I don't. I think both those sounds, like Pharrell and Timbaland, differentiate so much from t- that. From Dr. Dre, it's kind of hard to say, like, oh yeah, he was a huge influence on those guys. Like, maybe just like a general influence, like in terms of ways to like record in the studio and stuff like that, techniques. But sound wise, I don't hear a ton of Dr. Dre and either of those guys. Um, and one thing I say about them is why I don't consider Dr. Dre in that same category those guys evolved so much over the 25, 30 years or whatever that they've been in the game. Dr. Dre, probably like his stuff he was dropping in 2010 sounded like the stuff he was dropping like, you know, 1995. Oh, that's totally true. Yeah. I feel like um, that's because he all, has this... all good shit. It is. He has this reputation of like being Dr. Dre, right? Yeah. And that's like, that's that's so, that's so much part of it with him is just, is that sound where it's almost I nostalgic. Like that's, that's held him back. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I totally get it. Um, and another thing I think I don't I don't really put him in that category as a super producer. Um, like his the artists he works with aren't as varied as like, you know, uh Pharrell and Timbaland. For the most part, they're still like West Coast artists. You know, of course Snoop Dogg, um, and then you throw fifty cent and Eminem in there who 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 are from uh the Midwest in New York. But for the most part, it's like Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, um, it was some pop back in the day. Got like, you know, kind of same circle of guys. And a lot of these guys outside of those guys I name are like lower level kind of guys, you know, like only people over here know them like corrupt. Like nobody really knows who corrupt is like right. in New York or they're not universal talent kind of guys. So he stayed to West Coast, not only in sound, but in like his associates, the people he worked with. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And I mean, that plays kind of into what you were saying about like the amount of variety that he didn't that he might have brought to the table but didn't really you know so how yeah. how he kind of does the dr dre thing you know i mean it's cool you know even his last album was was named compton and it was pretty much just just people from like compton and la um so i don't that's that's my one knock on dr dre love love the stuff to death like the chronic is definitely one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time the first one um the second one is dope too but I just don't see as much um, branching out as I do with the other producers. Right. So if you're going to, if we're going to keep this category of super producer, just to, just to like complete the portrait, who else do you put on that caliber? That was that like ubiquitous, mm. that long of a career, that much like different kind of sounds that they developed. Who else gets to live in that? On that Ooh, you put me on the spot. Yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. I will say that I think Kanye West, like, yeah, obviously. is in the, in the same category, right? Um, for obvious reasons. But when you think about who else, huh. I would say for me, uh, you, I don't, I don't know if you're as familiar with him, but Teddy Riley, um, you know, did a lot of stuff, like pretty much created the whole genre, uh, New Jack Swing. You know, worked with a lot of those artists coming up. Um, him and Babyface, um, well, no, not Babyface, but, uh, you know, worked with a lot of artists around that time. And then Babyface came in too, so I would put Teddy Riley and Babyface both 
in those categories of, of super producers. Um, they got there a lot, a, a little bit before like Pharrell and Timbaland. So they're not mentioned in the same like kind of class, but they were definitely holding it down too. And like I said, Teddy Riley created a whole genre, the New Jack Swing. Like he got that popping. Um, right. And, you know, work with a lot of groups, had his own groups, um, Black Street, and then work with Michael Jackson. Like, if that's not a super producer, I don't know what it is. He worked with like the, the most famous person like of all time. Right. So, yeah. oh, and I got to I got to put one more in there. I got to put one more in there. Uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, definitely super producers. Man, that's that was one was way over my head, man. What records did they make? Oh, man. Come on, Josh. I got to school you. That's crazy. Uh, Janet Jack, like pretty much all Janet Jackson records are like you could pretty much say it's uh, Jimmy Jam and T- Terry Lewis. Like all her hits like come from them. They work with Michael Jackson too a little bit, but not as much as like Janet. Like Janet pretty much owes her career to them. That's pretty dope. That's pretty sick. Uh, also Usher, um, like they did that whole You Remind Me song. Um, the list goes on, but off the top of my head, those are the three that come to my mind. Um, Brandy as well. So, Yeah, I can't, as far as that like echelon of people that are like enormous and kind of household names because of how many records they made, only other guy I can really think of is Will I Am. But obviously for oh, work, hell no, well, Josh. For, there's a lot of stuff that he did outside of Black Eyed Peas. I mean, to be honest, there's he has like a pretty big discography Pharrell level. He worked with like a bunch of he worked with like Sergio Mendez, which is pretty dope. They made like a Bossa Nova mm-hmm. record, so you know I'm was I'm gonna be aware of that. And then uh, I am. Oh. He was producer of the year a couple years. I don't again. I don't know if I would put him in that category, but he's the only person that comes to mind as a contender because of just the huge variety with him too. Mm-hmm. And he obviously has like you know a lot of musicality in his influences. And I to be honest, I like the first Black Eyed Peas record, man. I forgot what it was called. It was the it was like a straight along hip hop record before they got uh, what's her face. Yeah, it was way different. Yeah, they, I mean, once they got her, they kind of sold out. And, you know, wanted to have hits and sell millions of records, which is understandable. But the music definitely changed. Yeah, definitely changed. Um, but man, that first record is dope, man. He like produced the whole thing, so he's got some cool credits. But I I still I wouldn't put him on with. With Pharrell, with the super producers, I wouldn't give him. Yeah, no, not Pharrell and and uh, Jimmy Jam and Tim, uh, Timberland. So, but, uh, <laughs> before we get out of here, um, any album recommendations, song recommendations? Jay. Yes. Um. So my album recommendation uh, for this week is going to be an album I've been listening to a lot. Uh, Robert Glasper, "Fuck Your Feelings." Um, if you're into jazz like neo soul. You definitely want to hear this record. Uh, came out last year. Has a lot of different artists on there. Uh, some Lucky Day, uh, Yeba, um, Baby Rose, um, Bilal. So definitely check that out. Um, great vibe. You know, I've listened to it for the last like three days. Um, it's been on repeat. So check that out. Fuck Your Feelings, Robert Glasper. Great stuff. What you got for us? Um, I'm kind of scrambling, but I really want to shout out if if you're into like listening to just beats and like kind of strip more stripped down non lyrical electronic stuff. Hood Dreams by Knowledge. That's like K N X W L X G something like that. Yeah, yeah, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> no, messing up. And it's and the <laughs> record is called H U D 
dreams, hood dreams. Um, it's kind of like knowledge's big record. Um, he's <laughs> one of the one of the main, I think, one of the main guys in like the just stripped down electronic beats just for being mm-hmm. beats. Um, he's like one of the more influential guys, and he's like an incredibly brilliant producer. He's got this kind of off the wall sound. It's like three, four levels of, above Madlib removed. Weird stuff. And uh, if you need a if you need a um, a comparison, he made Mama by Kendrick. Mama was on uh, I forget what record it was on another one of Knowledge's records, but it goes by a different name. But yeah, so you know, just to give you like a sample of the kind of stuff that he does. Um, sample based, yeah, definitely hood hood dreams. It's like a red record. You'll figure it out. You'll find it. Okay. Yeah, but it's dope. It's great. Great stuff. Um, so I just gotta ask you, uh, this is totally unrelated, but being in this quarantine is a uh, you know, it's a lonely world out here right now. Who do you who do you want to see drop within the next like month or so? Because we still gonna be in the house. Jared, like I gotta say, any, any artist, give me three are, artists. You. We are anticipating a 1975 record, oh, and you no. know when it happens, I'm gonna be listening to it nonstop in the studio. But besides that, um, I'm ready for another Kendrick record. I won't even lie to you. I'll be totally honest. Yes. he did some. He was doing some weird promo stuff. I don't know if you saw. Uh, yeah, he had like a whole site called PG Lang. Or yeah, something so like you that. you're you're aware of it. If you haven't checked it out, check yeah. out PG Lang. I have no idea what the fuck is coming with him, but I'm fascinated. Um, so his marketing work. I gotta think that's all been put on hold now because of like I think when you, when an artist starts promo and stuff like that, where it's like a huge kind of like push, um, where you know it's bit by bit kind of we've been fed fed stuff, like that was a plan for like a huge promo. Like there was going to be tour and everything. So at this point, the label's probably kind of like, Oh yeah, we're going to wait. Yeah. So but I don't, I don't know if we're going to get a record. I don't think it's liable. I don't think it's likely that he's going to do, be able to do a huge tour in the next, in the near future anyway. So it's kind of like, man, you might as well just drop, man. Just give us the record. Like, yeah, you can't tour to promote it, but, but that's like, I mean, you would think, but I mean, labels don't think like that. So, that's true. Yeah, that's you know? that's true. Especially if they spend a lot of like money on like putting the record together, you know, all kind of producers on there. And so yeah, yeah, that's that's probably not gonna happen this year. I hate to say. What? Uh, who do you want to see drop in the near future? Um, I definitely want to see some some music from Sid. Um, and I feel like that's somebody that I could see dropping like a mixtape or something because she's not gonna be like. Uh, uh, get a crazy push from the label anyway. So, you know what I mean? Like, she's, she, along with like the rest of the internet members, are more kind of like make music in their home studio kind of people anyway. So, I could see something like that happening. Right. Yeah. They're more bedroom, bedroom producer oriented cats. I, I totally get yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm also, down. Um, you're going you're gonna to disagree with me on this one, but I definitely want to see some J. Cole. Man, so. why? Why do we need him right now? Why do we need come another on, another revolutionary? G- Whatever, man. Come, Listen to come on, Josh. Stop hating, bro. Whoever drops an, a record, I I want it. I want to see some records that I can dig into, listen to like a bunch of times, have a bunch yeah. of new. If if Kendrick dropped a record, it'd be like this is perfect. Like I can listen to it like six times in a week and like get all of the details. You know what I mean? I mean, so. yeah. We hope. I hope it's good. I hope it's not like damn, but. You know. Oh, I think it'll be good, man. I've got a, I've got a funny feeling. I'm ready for it. Go ahead, Kendrick. If you're listening, Kendrick Lamar, 
go ahead and give us go ahead and give us that record. Yeah, and then also come on and you know talk about it with us. Yeah, welcome on the show anytime. We'll fit we'll fit you in. Anytime, I don't give a shit if it's four in the morning. Yeah, we'll squeeze you. I <laughs> uh, also want to see a record from Big Soda. So working on that it. Happens. Working on it. Working on it. Slowly right. but surely. Uh, not for that sure. I not that I know what I'm talking about. Did you have fun doing it? I did have. Did you have fun doing it? I did, man. I did. Uh, thanks Until for next week. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we're gonna try to keep this weekly thing going during quarantine, so you've got something to put your ears on. And uh, you know, take it easy, stay safe. Peace. Thought it would be easy. Doctor time had claimed. Give it several weekends. Ooh, then call me and leave me. I'm still sitting thinking. My brain is getting tired.